Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. And how about... The Cincinnati Bengals, 10-point dogs on the road, and Jake Browning was slanging it They're last back. night. And the Cincinnati Bengals are back to 500 in a big win. Yeah. That was impressive, man. Yeah. And uh, Evan McPherson gets it done late, but just to see uh, Jake Browning step in there and play the way he did, obviously the Trevor Lawrence injury, which we can get into, was a big deal. But it did feel like... Regardless of the injury, Cincinnati was competitive throughout, and it felt like the right team won that game last night, if I'm being honest. Just watching the game in total, even though Tyler Boyd playing quarterback at that spot probably wasn't the most ideal play call in the world, uh, it did feel like the right team won considering how they played the entire game. Yeah, Brennan was phenomenal. I mean, in particular in the first half. And I just – we're getting to a point where – we don't leave any it's, – it's like we don't leave any chance or hope for backups or teams with backups to come in and win games. I mean, that's the reality. If, if you look at, like, the Florida State situation, that's in essence what the college football playoff committee did. And even in the NFL, I mean, we'll get into a conversation about the Jets and that scenario and everything else. Like, it's just crazy how we feel like if the starter can't go, like, oh, well, there goes the season. And – I don't know. There's something that bothers me about it. I mean, in, in one way, I understand the importance of a quarterback as much as anyone else. But I also understand the importance of the team around him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's an element that we just continually miss out on. This is a good Cincinnati Bengals roster. If you have a quarterback who can distribute the football like Jake Browning did last night, you're going to have an opportunity in any game you play because they're so talented that they have enough playmakers. So I, I just – it was cool to see that that game be as competitive as it was because it didn't look like that. And I was thinking, man, this is like an opportunity for Jacksonville to take a stranglehold of that number one overall seed in the AFC. And it's anything but, man. This is going to be a fun, fun playoff race down the rest of the way to see not only who's in but what the seeding looks like as well. You know, I think what you're saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth obviously, but – Football has always been considered the ultimate team sport. 
And when one goes down, the mantra has always been what, Q? Next guy up. I mean, it, up. Yep. that's always been what it's been. And, uh, you know, we always joke about it, but Riverside is a real thing. No matter what the position is, Riverside, it's, it's a real thing. <laughs> And and so I mean hell, we, we, that's how we do it here, right? Yeah. I mean, if one of us goes down, what happens? Riverside, man. Yeah. And the show yeah. keeps I'm on going. Here, <laughs> Riverside, that thing. Hey, hey, listen, I've never heard the two pros and a cup of Joe show not go on air because one of us wasn't on, <laughs> not one time. So the show does go on, and you got to perform, and and so going into the game. Uh, you're looking at Cincinnati. I'm looking at Cincinnati like their defense is still their defense and their offensive weapons are still their offensive weapons. So even though they've been struggling um, on offense as of late, there's still the potential there that they can figure it out and pull it together. I mean, at some point you got to realize backups are, are pretty much scout team players. So they're getting good reps. They're just not getting they're not getting the starting offense reps. They're they're doing scout team reps. So they're throwing the ball against better guys in practice than most likely what the starters are. The starters are working on timing, they're working on reads, it's situational football. But the the backups, they're going against the defense. And and they're throwing the ball against the defense, and and they're giving the defense looks. So you gotta get a guy acclimated and up to speed on being a starting quarterback in the league. That's just how it is. You don't have a hundred players on your roster, so it it works differently. And I think you saw last night that there there is you know they're they're adjusting to life without, you know, Joe Burrow in there as the quarterback. And and although I didn't think it was a pretty win, you know, it wasn't the prettiest of wins, but they were super competitive and they put points on the board. And and while it wasn't, you know, kind of, I guess, I wouldn't say you would be overwhelmed by the way they put those points on the board. Nonetheless, they were able to make some plays, got the tight end involved. You know, Jamar made some some made his his presence felt in the game last evening. So, like you said, again, a, a backup quarterback should have the opportunity to live their underdog story, just like any other player that might be the starter at some point probably had an underdog story of their own. So I, I don't understand why the narrative has become, you know, the the starter guy is gone. Now you're, you're you know, it's done. I mean, like it's over. Are, are we a bunch know. of front runners in America, Jonas? Yeah. Is that what we become? And, and it makes me sick, to be honest with you. Hmm. Listen, Cincinnati's the ultimate underdog story. They hadn't won a road Monday night football game since 1990, and they weren't going to lose with those sweet-ass white helmets. You rock those sweet-ass white helmets on national television. You deserve to win the game. Jake Browning deserves some respect and some love, and he's going to get it. And he talked about what he learned following his first start that all Awful game against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Uh, I think so after you put up ten points in your first start, you're kind of <laughs> excited to get another crack at it. Where you feel like I had a better week. I kind of knew. You know, I had some. Was able to reflect on going through a week of it, which I can watch a Joe or whoever I've been behind do it a million times. Is different once it's you, and so I was able to kind of reflect on what was my week like, um, and what do I need to improve. And it was the first time in a live pocket for 
a little while and first time in a regular season game for my whole career so learned a lot from the Pittsburgh game and and was really able to focus on some of those things throughout the week of practice but yeah, I, I think the main thing is just having those reps and, and having another week of it and we were able to put up points Who'd have thunk it? Even a backup, you know, you give them a, an opportunity to have a second crack at it. Maybe it'll look a little better than the first time, you know. Especially when you're not playing the Steelers, you know. Who'd, who'd have thought that would that's the way that, that would have gone? But Steelers, uh, yeah, the Steelers, the um, Steelers. But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati still alive, man. Sitting at six and six, just kind of hanging out there. And who knows if Jake Browning can play this uh, the way he played? I mean, I would say, is their quarterback situation in Cincinnati better than the one in Cleveland? Um, I, 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 I thought that I thought Flacco looked pretty good, man. He he, he looked, looked good, early, good. early on. I, then it then it kind of faded. I, I think it's better for this reason. I mean, it's one backup who's been there, and it's you're not rotating a bunch of different guys. Like when DTR comes back healthy for Cleveland, I don't know that Flacco's going to be the guy still. That's true. So that's the problem is. To kind of LeVar's earlier point, like you've got a guy who's been getting reps, who's been sitting in that room, who's been preparing as the backup the whole season. I mean, if they're if they are getting offensive reps, it's been Jake Browning. So he's been prepared for this moment. He just needs he needs the real live game reps. You know, I, I you listen to people sometimes talk about, and I work with I work with someone who says you are what you are. Um, the problem is most of these guys haven't got an opportunity. No, it's not Salvador. Oh. <laughs> most of these guys haven't got an opportunity to determine what they are. And most of these guys, with the more reps they get, become a better version of themselves. I mean, you'd think that as, as people and human beings too, right? You'd like to think that. And and that's where you get this like dumb thought that like, oh, these guys, are they are what they are. Now, some of these guys just haven't got that opportunity to showcase what they are. And that's what you're getting now with Jake Browning. He's a very successful quarterback during his time in high school, a very successful quarterback during his time in college, and he's been a backup so far in the league. Well, this is his opportunity, and we'll see what that looks like. There's other backups right now, Gardner Minshew to be name one, who's got his team in a position now to go to the playoffs, and the playoffs started today. A lot of people wanted to write them off. People wrote off teams where Josh Dobbs is leading them. Now, I don't know if Dobbs will lead Minnesota this week, but – We've seen countless, you know, countless things like this happen. You know, Jordan Love didn't get his opportunity until this season. He looks like he's going to be a good franchise starting quarterback for them so far. So there's all those things that are kind of at play here, and it's just kind of interesting that if for some reason we tend to write things off when the starter goes out, like we're like we're a bunch of front runners, and we don't believe that there's anyone who could step in and do the job. Plus, you could do a lot worse than Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And well, Tyler that's Boyd. the reality of it is you have to look at what's around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 312. Go ahead, Jonas. Okay. Why are you getting so quiet? What man? do you mean? Yeah. You got quiet. Know. I mean, oh, can yeah. you drive? Like, what are you doing? The light oh, is yeah. green, bro. Can I drive? There you go. Like, LeVar, you take us to break. Le- the, the light is green. Go ahead. Jonas Knox. Yeah. You are listening to. Two pros and a cup of Joe. That's Jonas Knox. That's Brady Quinn. I'm LeVar Harrington. We got a lot on the show agenda today. And you know what? You know, I'll give it to Jonas right now to tell yeah. you because he loves giving great teases before we go to the break. Yeah, there I'll you take, go. I'll there you go. Here. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Harrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 
3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So the Jets' quarterback situation took another strange turn in a season of strange turns yesterday. Apparently, Robert Sala was not ready to name a starter following the awful performance on Sunday from both Tim Boyle and then Trevor Simeon. Zach Wilson was demoted all the way to third string for a second year in a row. And so the feeling was, that's the last we'll see of Zach Wilson. Well, according to The Athletic, this report came out yesterday that Zach Wilson was hesitant to return if they asked him to because of injury risk. And Aaron Rodgers, I guess, according to Diana Rossini, spoke with Zach Wilson, but encouraged him to go ahead and want to play and urged him to try and campaign to get his old job back. So apparently he went in and talked with Robert Sala and here was Robert Sala discussing the initial report that Zach Wilson didn't want to play and how that's nonsense and what their status is at QB. 
Let's be clear. If he was reluctant to play guys, he wouldn't be here. All right. I actually coincidentally just got done speaking with him. Uh, he came in about a half hour ago and we had a really good conversation. The young man wants the ball. He wants to start. He believes he's the best uh, quarterback in the room and best quarterback for this team and the best and the guy who gives us the best chance to win. And I'll tell you guys the same thing I told him. I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that he wants to play. I'm just not there yet. The hell's going on in here? He's just not there yet. What is that even like? What type what of relationship is this? Can't, I'm just. Can I take a victory yet. lap on this one for the entirety of what's happened the last two years? Please, in all seriousness, like, did I not say this earlier when they benched him? Like, this was the dumbest thing to do in the first place. The offense wasn't going to get better with Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon. Without Rogers in the picture, he was and is. The best option for them. He actually had improved this year, played better football, yet they wanted to blame him. And so they bench him and jerk him around. Now they're trying to bring him back in. If he didn't want to come back into this circus that Robert Sala or whoever else is making a decision there has created, I think we'd all be understanding of that because he knows his future is probably not with the New York Jets. It's going to be Rodgers coming back next year in 2024. He will most likely move on and be somewhere else. And as I said earlier this year, and even before the season, they should have moved on. It would have been better for Zach Wilson. It would have been better for the New York Jets. We don't have to do this whole dancing around whatever Robert Sala wants to get up on the mic and say. That's just the truth of the matter. It would have been better for all parties involved had they just moved on before the season and gone their separate ways. There was no future for this scenario. And the way they've handled him this year has been even worse because you have seen improvement from him. Anyone who's watched all of his tape, watched all of his games, this he's played better football this year. And it hasn't come with the wins because you know this team still has some holes in it. The offensive line needs to improve. You know, their defense has played well for the majority of the season. There's still, still been some times where they gave up some stuff. Their, their running game has not been as consistent as it was last year during their win streak. So it, this is all in an effort to try to win a couple of games, to at least still get to that December 24th date where they'd be in playoff contention and Aaron Rodgers could come back. You got Houston this week and at Miami the next. You win those two games. You're still in it at 6-8. and eight. Now, they're probably going to have to win out. But then those next three – think about the last three games. Washington, who's just fallen off by the wayside. Who knows if Ron Rivera is still their head coach by them. Cleveland, who's had now, what, four quarterbacks play this season. And yeah. it's going to be a, at least a backup. And their defense isn't playing as well. They're not running the ball as well. And then you have New England, which that's been just disastrous. <laughs> All right? So that's what the Jets are trying to get to. That's what this is all about. They're trying to stay in the playoff hunt so there's a chance for Aaron Rodgers to maybe come back for that 12-24 game versus Washington at home Christmas Eve. And I'm sure Zach Wilson will end up starting and doing his best he can to beat a Houston team that's right now out of the playoffs but still very much in the hunt. But the reality is how they've jerked him around this season has not only probably hurt his growth as a quarterback, but everything else for him long-term is the future. It's been all about, 
I'm not sure if it's perception for the for the lack of decision making that's gone on in the front office or how you want to describe it. But it's just ridiculous that we even had to go through this in the first place. He never should have been benched in the first place. If they really believed in Zach Wilson, they would have kept him in there, allowed him to go through the lumps, build through that adversity, become a better player on the other side of it instead of jerking him around like this. It's, it really is ridiculous. It doesn't, it doesn't bode well for having sympathies or patience for Robert Sala. Yeah, it almost it almost paints a picture of him being an arrogant d bag, if 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 I'm being honest. And it's kind it, of because, di- like dysfunctional as well too. It, I mean, weird. it's it's like I'm not there yet. What 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 the blip does that even? What does that even mean, bro? What what are you like? You're talking about a grown ass man that that has earned his way and earned his right to have an opportunity. At, at being a successful player in the National Football League. So if you don't feel as though you're ready yet, I, I, I mean, at this point, is it more about you or is it more about your players? And I think that that now, looking at the way he's handled things with, with Zach Wilson, I wouldn't be shocked or surprised because at times we have seen this entire team play at a different level. The, the way this, this, this New York defense is playing now is not the way they played early on in the season. It could be the same type of symptomatic um, uh, results of a coach that is not relatable to their players. If you think that the other guys aren't paying attention to the way Zach is being treated, whether they like him from what he said last year and taking accountability or not, it doesn't matter if I like him as a person. What matters is I'm looking at how they're treating him, the treatment of my teammate, because he would still be my teammate. You are creating cracks and you are creating dissension amongst your team by the way you're handling this situation. I could probably guarantee that and not even be close to the situation that's taking place there. So he has totally mishandled this. Uh, speaking of Robert Sala, the head coach, he has totally mishandled the situation in a way where if things continue to go the way that they're going, this is not more about Zach Wilson. This is more about Robert Sala and the leadership of this team. They've embarrassed and clowned him two years in a row. Like they've demoted him all the way to third string. They've made a it's it's been a big public spectacle. Now you've got this back and forth going on. I I just I I look at it and I go, this is why. And and I do wonder this as well too. Is this just Robert Sala's move, or is Joe Douglas involved? Like, what is the conversation like there does he just have full autonomy to do this whenever he feels right like hey we're just going to demote him and then we'll bring him back like we did last year and then we're going to demote him again and then maybe we'll bring him back this year or does joe douglas have any sort of say in this like that's what i wonder because this is it it does come off as really dysfunctional and and to lavar's point i would imagine there's probably people that are looking around going damn it's like that huh like they're doing that to him again, and and now he might come. And I wonder if there's people in that locker room who are like, you know what, Zach, I don't blame you. Don't come back. 
like self-preservation. I mean, if this is it all could about, be me next. Yeah. Like I, that's what a player starts to think, because that's the type of environment that pro football is. If they could treat this guy, think about it. If they're treating their top draft pick quarterback, good looking dude. Right. Oh, yeah. They're treating this dude the oh, way yeah. they're treating him, which is the biggest. Where do I fall in the pecking order of all of this? That's right. I mean, if he was an ugly ass dude, it might feel a little yeah. different. You <laughs> got dang right. Get your ugly ass out of here. Get your ugly ass up so out of here, boy. Ass, ugly boy. He's tripping. <laughs> ugly soft ass. Soft ass, ugly ass boy. <laughs> ugly, soft, um, lotion hand using boy. Get up out so of here. There's another team. There's, there's another team out there that is uh, ironically 4-8 and eight right now. And ironically has played three quarterbacks this season. And also happens to be in New York. Does it feel dysfunctional with the New York Giants? No, Tommy D, baby. Come on. Well, but it's, it's not even that it's Tommy D. It's, it's every step of the way. It's felt like, all right, this is the situation. This is how we're dealing with it. And they've moved forward. It's like you couldn't have a starker contrast even in a between mistake. the Giants <laughs> and the Jets, yes, who play, they share the same stadium. <laughs> like you couldn't have a starker contrast with how they've handled adversity. Where the front office for the Giants, Brian Dable for the Giants, have continually kind of stayed the course. And yet you get the Jets at 4-8 and eight, <laughs> who are just jerking this young man around. And so I, I think that's got to be a hit to Woody Johnson, their owner. And as you look at Robert Sala and you're trying to make a decision on, like, is this the guy to lead this team in the future? He was 4-13 the first season. Last year, they had a great start that absolutely fell off to the wayside and ended up 7-10 and 10 and finished last in the AFC East. Now, look, this year, they're not going to be last in the AFC East. There's only, only one team that's got that locked down. But they're going to be third. And at this rate, if they don't win each of the next two games, they're going to be you know sitting at home during the playoffs. And you're most likely going to see Robert Sala again hurt that win-loss record. He's 15-31. and 31 as a head coach for the New York Jets. And so I would say it's like push all your chips onto the table for 2024. And that's his job security and everything else. And I, I almost worried, like, what happens this offseason? Because if, if I'm Woody Johnson, I'm really being harsh on evaluating how he's handled Zach Wilson in particular with the way he's kind of been jerked in and out and everything else. It would make me question his decision-making on a whole lot of other things too. It Like this season – shows me and tells me that Aaron Rodgers is the real leader and coach on that team, not Robert Sala. Because the fact that Zach Wilson had to be, like, talked into, like, he went over to the other parent, you know, the cool parent, was like, this is the one who gives me the best advice, and said, hey, what do you think I should do? All right, go talk to mom, and just go go say this, that you'll go ahead. It's like, he didn't go to Robert Sala willingly, if the report from Diana Rossini is true. Like, he was basically talked into it by Aaron Rodgers, which I wonder how many other players on that team are like, man, like, we'll listen to Aaron. Like, when Aaron's on the sideline, it's a different vibe. When Aaron's around, it's a different vibe. I do wonder if Robert Sala has burned some of those bridges there. Like, it's kind of wild that we're here. And, and he's Aaron Rodgers needs to be careful, by the way, in the way that you're explaining it. Because when that ship starts to go down, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't want my reputation being connected <laughs> to that. He's like, you got one, one foot dangling like off Aaron, the edge. Aaron's one. Well, he literally got one foot down right oh, now. Oh, come on. <laughs> Damn. Aaron was the reason why. Aaron, 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 Aaron. And then Aaron gets back. Like, okay, Aaron gets back. What are you hoping the results to be? 
that he sets the world on fire. Aaron Rodgers is is a just a man. He's just a man. Like we're we're creating this narrative that when Aaron Rodgers gets back, whether it's for one game, that he's going to set the world on fire. It's a setup. Do you think if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going for that cheese. It's a setup. That's not an ultimate end. That's is that your climactical ending of, of, of the situation that Aaron Rodgers plays a game for the New York Jets. That is a sad commentary if that's what you're looking for in terms of what your season is supposed to be as an entirety, as a whole, in the National Football League. When you Because you were talking about uh, what I thought was important, the Zach Wilson being a good-looking dude. Like, Do you think like he's better looking than Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Okay. Oh, I mean, again, like, it, 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 but, but here's I can't believe we're actually talking about Here's here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Jonas. Here's the thing you got to understand, though. And and Q doesn't have to be in this conversation because he's a good-looking dude. So (laughs) good-looking dudes get uncomfortable about good-looking dude conversations, right? But the bottom line is Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking dude. I think it's just what your preference is in terms of what you think is good-looking like. Aaron Rodgers is more Dark Knight good-looking, while while, Mm. um, Zach Wilson is more Boy Wonder good-looking. And it just depends on do you want the main superhero or do you want the sidekick superhero? I think that that's what it comes down to. Do you want Thor or Batman? No, kind of what no, saying. that's not true. That's not that. No? I just gave you the proper. No, he's more Robin. Zach oh, Wilson okay. is more of a Robin. Boy Wonder is Robin, just so you you didn't know. And that's Batman and Robin. Okay. So do you want Batman or do you want Robin? Like if they were to do a movie and they casted that movie, those two would be the perfect two for those roles and those characters. Great call. There you go. <laughs> you guys are out of control. What do you mean? You. I'm, <laughs> we're Thank trying you. to get to the bottom of this this concludes stuff. our breakdown of why things are going down <laughs> the way that they are for the New York Jets. I, I can't believe we're going to attribute that to that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Robert Sala is waiting for Batman. He don't need no time with Boy Wonder. That's, and by the way, it should be pointed he's not out, there yet. just so you know, uh, people like we're being fair here, LeVar did also mention Robert Sala's skin earlier in the year. He's got great skin. He takes care of his skin, man. Right. So I feel like and, a- and, he, and he manicures his face and all that stuff, like with his facial hair and stuff. Like He knows that that camera stays on him because it ain't damn sure staying on his team. Like He knows <laughs> that the camera's going to be in his face, and he, he rocks it. Now, so, he, don't, he don't play around with the way he look now. Don't don't. Get it twisted. So basically, if the NFL was about looks, the Jets would be above 500. It's uh, not. Yeah, they winning. Therefore, they're, uh, they're near they're the bottom eight. of the stack. Yeah. <laughs> so it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here Joe on Fox stupid. Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas. Don't put that on Jonas. You brought that up, LeVar. <laughs> <laughs> you started that whole thing. Can't end it. You stupid, man. You st- y'all stupid. So I'm talking no, about Don't be putting that on me. Hey, we got your comprehensive I wasn't any part of that conversation. right here. <laughs> oh, man, you know us uglies bro we love to make it about y'all like, y'all can go have so your fun. mustard all right go have your <laughs> mustard go have your mustard be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So we opened up the show talking about Monday Night Football. Last night it was the Cincinnati Bengals and Jake Browning getting it done on the road. First road win on Monday Night Football for Cincinnati since 1990. And it was Jake Browning just dealing, wheeling and dealing. Jamar Chase had a big game. Joe Mixon had a big game. Evan McPherson had a big game, winning it in overtime. And so the Cincinnati Bengals get it done. But there is two uh, sides of this conversation. The other side is Jacksonville might have a little bit of a problem here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence goes down with the injury. Uh, his offensive lineman got pushed back, stepped on him. And so now he's got an ankle injury. He's been dealing with a knee issue for several weeks as well, too. So his head coach, Doug Peterson, spoke about the injury to Trevor Lawrence postgame. I don't have any information yet on Trevor. We're still evaluating him, you know, so he'll have more, um, you know, um, tests and things done here tonight and tomorrow, so I'll probably have a better update for you tomorrow on that. But I mean, yeah, we had position players go down, you know. But look, that's it's part of the game, you know. It, it happens, and and um, it's unfortunate, but you know, next guy up has to has to be ready to go and play. Riverside. Oh wow, Riverside. Hey, can you play the last part of what that coach just said one more time, Mark? Oh, Dougie P. The last part of Doug P. Yeah, he's going to pull it right now. Okay, yeah, let's pull that again. A little Riverside. I don't have any information yet on Trevor. We're still evaluating him, you know, so he'll the have more. The last part. Um, you know, 
uh, tests and things done here tonight and tomorrow, so I'll probably have a better update for you tomorrow on that. But, I mean, yeah, we had position players go down. You know, but look, that's that's part of the game. You know, it it happens, and and, um, it's unfortunate, but, you know. Next guy up has to, Damn, has to be okay, ready to go and play. Right you stop it right there. You Riverside. Stop. I mean, this next guy up, man. That's what makes it the ultimate team sport now. That is a tremendous loss. That is a tremendous loss. But you know what? In the ultimate team sport, you find a way. And, you know, and that's it's always the next guy up. So there you go. It's so fun. It's so interesting. If you're wondering why I did that, people out there. Make sure you check out the the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast because, well, we talked about this earlier in the show. So there you go. Great point. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the other thing is no one knows it better than Doug Peterson. He played backup in the NFL. So I I think he understands, obviously, that that vantage point of being a starter, being a backup, and and the importance of that, not only to a team, but, I mean, hell, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles in Philadelphia. So I think his perspective is as good as anyone's in trying to get this team to rally and realize they're still in the lead in the AFC South. They're they're you know slated to be a, a playoff team if the playoffs started today, but their work's not done. They they have an easier schedule if you really look at it. But the real thing is, depending on the severity of the injury to Trevor Lawrence, this team's got to fight and they've got to claw and they've got to find their way to get that number one overall seed. They get the bye. They'd get home field advantage throughout. And so not knowing when Trevor Lawrence would be able to come back, this at least provides you that opportunity to be able to potentially get him back ready for the playoffs. Again, not knowing what exactly the injury is. But either way, like it, it's still all out there for them. Um, they've just got to get everything up to speed. And they're going to have to have guys much very similar to what we saw from Cincinnati in Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and McPherson. And you know, all the other parties involved, they have to step up their level of play. I, I think t- it's almost like today, and maybe this is a, a a bad sign, but you know, you you have a guy go down, and it's almost like, oh, well, maybe the season's over. We shouldn't really keep fighting for it. It's like, no, like Philly didn't do that when they went on to win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. There's there's other teams who've had scenarios like that where they've moved on and been able to overcome that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like our mentality has changed. Where oh the starter goes down all right the wash first season you know look on to next year it's like no you still have an opportunity this year to do something special it's just everyone's gonna believe that way in the locker room. There's been a lot of injuries to quarterbacks in the NFL this year. If you and I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like it's more so than we've seen. Like it, it's I would say majority of team or at least half teams in the NFL have dealt with some sort of a quarterback injury. And you if you look around. Like just the AFC North, for example. I mean, everybody outside of Baltimore has dealt with a quarterback injury. And Lamar Jackson, his health has always been called into question, especially late in the year. It just, it's interesting. I think there's six quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks who are, who are out for the year that started the season as the number one. And then you've got all these random injuries of, of quarterbacks missing three, four weeks. And then when it comes to Jacksonville, Man, all of a sudden, Houston and Indianapolis are right behind them. Like, they're a game back. And, yeah, Jacksonville's got, you know, some tiebreakers and a better division record. But if Lawrence is going to miss some time, then you start to wonder, okay, what about the division? Because Houston doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. C.J. Stroud uh, continues to play well. 
And you got Minshew Mania in Indianapolis. Him, him and Jimmy Ursay probably going to happy hour two times a week, and then he's got his team in a playoff spot right now. Like, if I'm Jacksonville, that's concerning here. Like, you got problems now. All of a sudden, the number one seed, what about just winning the division? So it feels like that could be an issue for them also in the AFC. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. I yeah. mean, again, still a lot of football left to be played. And I mean, I don't know. Pull up Houston's schedule versus Jacksonville. Like, I think looking at it from the beginning of the season, it felt like Jacksonville – had a little easier stretch down the way um, as compared to Houston. But, again, Houston Houston's wins last last week was huge because not only does it give them a leg up on Denver within the AFC wildcard race, but also it keeps you know them in striking distance of Jacksonville, who, you know, not having Trevor Lawrence, really looks vulnerable right now. All right, so the Houston Texans schedule to finish up the season, sitting at 7-5, and five, a game behind Jacksonville. They're at the Jets. They're at the Titans. They've got the Browns, the Titans again, and then at Indianapolis. Ooh, that's pretty soft. Yeah. And then let me give you Jacksonville's. Yeah. <clears throat> They're at Cleveland versus Baltimore. That's that's gonna be a tough one. At least they got them at home. At Tampa Bay versus Carolina at Tennessee. With potentially a backup quarterback for majority mm. of those. Mm. Houston might win this division. Mm. How far out are they? One, one game. game. Yeah. Yeah, but if you think about it, doesn't Jacksonville own the head-to-head? Uh, I think they split. Or did they split? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they split. Mm. Yes, yeah, so there you go. Well, mm. then now you got to put C.J. Stroud in that conversation, like you said, Q. You know, that's that, what I'm saying. MVP. He should be in regardless. Like, if people need them to win the division to win the MVP, I don't think that should be the case. It should be, you know, who's the player that looks like the most valuable? And you cannot find another player who's given – I think a roster more of a lift than C.J. Stroud. Jeez, I, don't I mean, think that. about that. Like, if you say Dak Prescott, okay, but their defense is dominant. C.D. Lamb's a big piece of that, too. You could say, you know, Tua and Tyreek Hill, but then they kind of play off of one another. You could say Brock Purdy. He's got Christian McCaffrey as a part of that conversation. So it's just if you're looking at one singular person, and look at C.J. Stroud, by the way. Tank Dell goes, goes down. Nico Collins almost has 200 yards. I just – I think he's made the case – he should be MVP, or at least is trending if he continues this, based on his consistent ability to keep his team in games and help his team win games. Would you say Houston is there's some value in taking Houston to win that division? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, they're plus odds right now, I'd assume, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Uh, so if you're looking at just the NFC South, so obviously Tennessee, it's, I mean, you know, you bet $10 on Tennessee to win that division, you'll win a Rolls Royce. Like, it's not going to happen. But if you were to win, if you were to bet $100 on the Houston Texans to win the AFC South right now with the injury to Trevor Lawrence, you would get plus 350 in return. Hmm. So three, uh, 350 uh, gets you uh, the payback there. And then you got Indy at plus 500. So Jacksonville still again the the favorite there at minus two forty, but it does feel like this that game against Denver big deal, the overtime win for Indianapolis big deal, and then the loss last night and the injury to Trevor Lawrence. You might have changed things in the AFC South there. So yeah. and and what did you what do you make of Lawrence's play this year so far? Anyways, a little bit disappointing and considering everyone there was the expectation that they won a playoff game last year. They were competitive. Maybe he takes a step. It feels the like the injury throws a wrench in all of it. You yeah. Know. But it did feel like there was something a little off there with them. I don't you know think? what. Yeah. Well, I think he also had the knee issue, which 
they were kind of a little, I don't, I don't know if sketchy is the right term, but they weren't totally forthcoming with it until a couple of weeks after the fact and just kind of acknowledge, yeah, he's dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. I just wonder how healthy he's been the whole year anyways. I mean, by by uh, his his QB like kind of deal, I mean, it's it's been kind of up and down, a little up and down. I mean, but I think he's he's performed at a high level. I think he's kept them competitive and and up until hearing about this injury or seeing the injury take place, I don't think anyone would have sat there and said that with the way Jacksonville's defense plays um, and what they have weapons wise on offense, um, that they wouldn't be a team which they lost a receiver last night, too, didn't they? What's his uh he uh, hurt Christian his hip Kirk. or something. Christian Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, yeah, he already hurt his growing or something. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, I don't think he was playing at an MVP level, but I don't think he was playing well enough for his team to be uh, in the mix. So I don't know. I don't know that you say that that's off or, or not as good as last year. I don't know. I don't. I didn't think they were dominant last year. I don't think they're dominant this year. They're just able to win games. By the way, I thought. Uh, I just thought Christian Kirk got hit in the balls. And I was like, it was yeah, the way he turned. Yeah, right? he'll, he'll be up and no, no problem. But then when I saw everybody taking a knee around him, I said, oh. Because like, normally when somebody gets hit in the balls, you just kind of laugh at him. Like, ah, I mean, know. but shouldn't you take a knee for a guy that gets hit in his, in his you know, place? Guys don't do that. They normally laugh. Even though they I should have. I would take a knee. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would take, I mean, that, that should be the injury that you take a knee for the guy, you know. You would think. okay. Guys are savages, though, man. I mean, I could get a knee replacement, hip replacement. You know, you could, you know, do a lot of things to me, you know, surgically. But I just wouldn't want to have to deal with any repercussions or setbacks with that that body part. Good call. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they should take a knee for that one more yeah. than anything. They definitely should. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.